0: The Ghost Breaker, a novel based upon the play by Charles Goddard and Paul Dickey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 14 More Obstacles. Dolores approached the Kentuckian politely yet eagerly.
1: Pardon, Signor, but I have a message for you from Her Highness. What is it? She instructed me to tell you that she would see you very soon.
2: Thanks, senorita. And may I ask, who was the cheerful, frolicsome individual who flattered me with that polite toast? Is he one of the royal family taking a little vacation in this neighborhood?
0: The girl reddened, then laughed.
1: No, senor. He is well known in this part of our country. His name is Don Robledo
0: warren lit another cigarette and studied her attractive face with the gallant interest of a southerner who was always prone to admire beauty she was embarrassed yet pleased under the unmistakable scrutiny
2: don robledo he seems to be well acquainted with you Señorita. is he one of the family
1: no but he wishes to be
2: she snapped out
1: and he shall never be until he changes his manners and-and
2: his face I don't really care for his face. If I were a girl, I would never leave home and mother for that face. But of course, that's none of my business."
0: He stopped for an instant to absorb the rowdy racket from the taproom.
2: Either he's a wonderful spender, or he has unlimited credit with bar cashier. Maybe he eats his checks. It has been done. But I don't like that name. It sounds dangerous, and yet it doesn't seem to mean much, after all, to me. The girl looked at him earnestly.
1: It may mean much before you reach the castle. More than you suspect, Signor. You have been the subject of much more serious talk in this tavern before you were ever seen here.
2: And how was that? I'm really a very unimportant person, you know.
1: Let me tell you something while I have the opportunity. You— are in great danger here. Signor, I wish to help you. I have tried for weeks to stir up some manhood in the hearts of these cowardly sheep in Seguro. The prince has been missing for days since he went into that castle. I want to save my beloved princess from the same fate which I fear overtook him when he braved the horrors of that castle. It is the place of Satan, Signor."
0: The American smiled at her as he asked.
2: "'Now, do you really believe in all that superstitious trash, my good girl? "'You look intelligent.'
0: "'The girl crossed herself piously.
1: "'Have we not been taught by the priest "'of the fiends who haunt the earth and wreck human happiness? "'How can I say such things could not happen for the sins of bygone people? "'Not that I would think anything but love and respect "'for the prince and his wonderful sister, her highness, but Signor.' I feel the same as do the other dwellers of Sigurro.
2: And how is that?
1: I feel that strange things have gone on in that castle. Even a great gentleman like the Duke says so. Surely, if educated noblemen put faith in such things, we simple folk are not far wrong to believe what we are taught. But still—
2: Yes, there you are, my good girl. You have a but still, and that means a doubt. The doubts of the world have been the foundation stones of modern freedom. It was the doubts of the old farmers and traders back in America which threw off the yoke of the old kingdom and made a great free country. If you have a doubt, you may be saved. As for the Duke, the only god he pays allegiance to is himself and he's not been so sure of that divinity during these last iconoclastic ten days
1: i don't understand Signor warren
0: she replied in bewilderment
2: of course you don't or you wouldn't be kowtowing to this royalty stuff and you would hand a bottle to that don roughhouse or whatever his name is right on his classic brow with a classic smash You ought to see how an American girl would treat one of these big bullies. Well, what about my danger? It never worries me when I know where and when and how to expect it. Whatever you tell me will be absolutely our secret.
0: Dolores looked at Rusty, who was struggling with a cigarette. He was more accustomed to Pittsburgh stogies, but his motto in life was based on the famous advice concerning Roman imitation—
1: "'How about the Signor Moore? "'Señor, may you trust him?' she asked
0: nervously.
2: "'Rusty is no more. "'He's an Afro-Methodist, my girl. "'He can't understand Spanish anyway, "'even though he's the best little guesser "'this side of the Ohio River. "'But I'd trust Rusty with my life. "'Go ahead with the danger signals.'
0: SHE HEARD A FOOTFALL ON THE BALCONY ABOVE THEM.
1: LET ME PRETEND TO READ YOUR PALM, Signor. I KNOW WE ARE BEING WATCHED.
2: ALL RIGHT. READ AWAY. MY PALM WILL SHOW YOU THAT AFTER THIS TRIP THROUGH SPAIN MY CLOTHES LINE NEEDS WASHING. BUT WHAT'S THE FORTUNE OF THE CASTLE?
0: IT WAS THE OLD JARVIS, NOW BLITHESOME, DEVIL MAY WORRY, SHREWD, AND RECOVERED COMPLETELY through the change of scene and a certain new interest in life which the reader may have already divined the girl led him away from beneath the balcony to the side of the big fireplace she took up his hand and examined it carefully nor did her shrewd eyes miss the face on the balcony that of the duke of alva she exaggerated her studious examination and then in a low tone proceeded with the explanation of the lines of fate and life
1: every one of these breaks in your life-line shows a moment when you stood face to face with death ah signor in all my experience i have never seen such an adventurous palm you have stood elbow to elbow with death and yet those little squares about the breaks showing a guiding spirit of protection
0: Warren was beginning to be bored, yet something in the girl's furtive glances toward the balcony, which did not miss his own sharp eyes, convinced him that she was endeavoring to get a message to him. She continued, her own hand trembling unmistakably.
1: Ah, Signor Americano, there is one break which has not yet been reached by the line of time. The protecting square of your guardian saint is not perfect there, as with the others.
0: The Kentuckian laughed incredulously.
2: (laughs) "'I guess I can build up a square when the time comes, and let the break take care of itself.'
0: "'But the time is now,' and her voice was tremulously low.
2: "'Now? What do you mean, now?'
0: She nodded her head, and with half-closed eyes gazed at the fireplace significantly.
2: And are the fortune-teller's eyes so brilliant and so keen that they can light up the future and behold the day and the hour?
0: queried Jarvis.
1: Not my eyes, signor.
0: And her voice died down to a whisper.
1: But my ears.
0: The step of the duke was upon the resonant stairs.
1: In all my experience I have seen but one hand like yours, signor. It speaks of danger. And that hand belongs to Don Robledo. To Don Robledo.
0: The nobleman's voice cut short the seance. There was a warning note in it.
3: Well, Dolores, and why are you not attending, Her Highness? You know the house, and she needs assistance.
1: Pardon, Signor.
0: She stepped back and curtsied to Carlos, who came down the stairs
1: advancing toward Warren. I
2: will go at once, Your Excellency. Goodbye, Senorita. I'll take care of the little square. Thanks for your occult
3: wisdom.
0: Were Warren's smiling words as he looked at the Duke.
3: Well, Mr. Warren, (laughs) looking into the future?
2: Yes, Duke, and the immediate future promises to be very interesting. That little fortune-teller has occult powers indeed. A dark man is to cross my path soon. Carlos had crossed the room to a position
0: from where he could look into the tap-room. He seemed to be satisfied with what he saw there. He turned toward the American.
3: Do you believe in such foolery, Mr. Warren? I had thought you too intelligent to believe in superstitious things like fortune-reading.
2: I like to believe some of these things on this occasion, for I hope it means someone I very much want to meet.
0: The duke now approached him very earnestly.
3: Mr. Warren, I feel a certain responsibility for Her Highness and all that pertains to my cousin. The prospect of your death tonight is most uncomfortable when it can be so easily avoided by your own common sense. I seriously advise your waiting until the morning.
2: So you don't think I'll come back?
3: i think that if you go to the castle tonight you take your life in your own hands
0: warren opened and shut his sinewy fingers and laughed back
2: (laughs) i've got a pretty good grip
3: look here put in the nobleman you americans are noted as being shrewd traders you get dollar for dollar when you bargain and generally a few extra dollars "'You are not going to give your life away for nothing, are you?'
2: "'Oh, it's not worth very much,' retorted Jarvis. "'The deal was made on a bargain day. "'My life happened to be a little below par, and a good customer came along.'
0: "'There was a comprehensive sparkle in the dark Spanish eyes "'to meet the twinkle in the firm blue ones.'
3: ah i begin to see the light well mr warden i am willing to release you from your offer and the bargain and meet your terms now
2: your excellency i am overwhelmed at the generosity but the price was paid the receipt given and the bookkeeper has closed up the office i'm on the job and i am certainly going to stay
0: The duke snarled as he inquired.
3: I suppose that means you are foolish enough to keep faith with her highness? Yes. I never saw a man quite so anxious to be killed, Mr. Jarvis. But such is sometimes the case where, as it has been said, fools rush in where angels fear to tread.
0: Jarvis laughed provokingly.
2: "'I'd rather be an energetic fool than an angel with cold feet.'
3: "'I don't understand you, sir.'
2: "'Well, I understand you, Your Excellency.'
0: The Duke turned toward the fireplace.
3: "'I am sorry for you,'
0: he remarked. Jarvis walked over close to the nobleman and looked him straight in the eyes, as he spoke with unusual meaning vibrant in his voice.
2: "'Your Excellency—' Your sympathy, your offer, and your advice are all declined without thanks. I once saw a gambler lay down four aces. Just think of it. Four fat aces. He looked the dealer straight in the eye, as I'm doing now with you. Then he said, the play ain't natural. Now, you have tried to have me arrested on the steamer. THEN YOU TIPPED OFF SCOTLAND YARD, AND FOR ALL I KNOW, THE PARIS POLICE TOO. YOU HAVE TRIED TO BLOCK ME EVERY WAY YOU COULD, AND YOU'RE A REGULAR LITTLE PRIZE BLOCKER. SUDDENLY YOU EXPRESS THE UTMOST ANXIETY AS TO WHAT'S GOING TO HAPPEN TO ME IN THE CASTLE. YOU GENEROUSLY OFFER TO BUY ME OFF. YOU ADVISE ME WITH TEARS IN YOUR EYES to stay away and save my life shall i take the bait hook line and sinker duke
3: the play ain't natural
0: the nobleman clenched his fists in anger
3: you have intruded into a matter which you neither understand nor appreciate If, as you say, the play seems unnatural, then throw down your cards and stay out of the game. Oh, no, no, no. And Jarvis's
0: voice again had that provokingly teasing tone in it.
2: I'll just stay right in the game and play my hand out and watch every deal.
0: He turned toward Rusty.
2: Come along and let's see if we can find the Landlord. "'We'll have a look at our rooms,' he said. "'Hurry, Rusty. Don't go to sleep. The bedrooms are upstairs.'
0: Rusty was very thoughtful as he picked up the bags and began to follow. The Duke watched the two with sidelong glances. Both characters were mysteries to him, so different, nonchalant, and unaffected by the serious task— Europeans would have taken the case at least with greater seriousness.
2: "'What's the matter with you, Rusty? In love?'
0: The negro was lost in a deep study as he sniffed the air in a thoughtful, absent-minded fashion.
2: "'Moss Warren, I'd like to find a piece of chicken.' "'Great Scott, what put that into your head?' "'Oh, Lord Zee, Moss Warren, I's powerful hungry. It ain't human to be so hungry.' what again no sir it's the same old hunger no matter how fast the train
4: go i just can't leave it behind oh my if i only had some pork chops and a little real gin
0: jarvis started on toward the steps
2: well you come on now rusty you don't eat a thing until we finish this job
0: rusty shook his head despairingly good
2: lord does i have to wait until you is dead before i can eat my vittles
0: he followed his master across the room just as the princess came to the balcony and started down the stairs
3: well mr warren added the duke all seguro will be buzzing with your ghost hunting to-night the whole town will sit up to hear the outcome
0: the kentuckian turned to look at the speaker
3: and
2: where are you going to hear the returns of the battle your excellency
3: unfortunately i must leave at once "'I have an urgent summons from Madrid.'
0: Jarvis shook his head in mock sorrow.
2: "'That's too bad, sure enough. "'I'm sorry we're to lose the inspiration of your company. "'Won't you even be around at the finish? "'Surely you'd take that much interest in the little breaking party, Your Excellency.'
3: "'I am sorry, Mr. Warren, but I must go.'
0: answered the nobleman, writhing under the sarcasm, but never losing the smooth control of his words and studied reserve.
2: Well, I call that a doggone shame.
0: And Jarvis started again for the stairs. The beautiful girl was just coming down, and the Duke's eyes came together in an angry squint as he saw the warmth of the glance which she bestowed upon the American.
3: Here, Pedro this is mr warden and his men attend to his wants yes your highness
0: and pedro once more strained the faithful spine with a series of percha bows
2: this way sirs to your rooms
0: and he led them up the stairs jarvis turned on the step and faced her
2: your highness i would like to have a couple of good horses and two lanterns I don't want to let any grass grow under my feet on the trip to the castle tonight. She gave
0: the order to Pedro, and he promised to bring the required objects with sturdy steeds.
3: "'Ah, Mr. Warren, looking for an honest man like old Socrates,'
0: inquired the Duke of Alva.
2: "'Not in this neck of the woods, Your Excellency.'
0: And Jarvis disappeared in the balcony entrance to the old line of bedrooms. Maria Teresa turned anxiously to her cousin.
4: Carlos, what news of my brother? Have you heard anything yet?
3: Not a thing, Maria. I am very sorry.
4: And yet I heard you say that you were leaving for Madrid, she questioned.
3: Yes, the message is from His Gracious Majesty the King. You know how important a summons that is.
4: But why must you go so soon? Why not wait overnight at Pedro's tavern here?
3: ah my dear cousin you know how long the ride before i connect with the railroad to madrid
0: the girl wrung her hands nervous at last and her appealing eyes would have softened a gentler
4: heart than that of the steely carlos but carlos my brother your princely cousin may be dying he may be dead here i am alone with no kinsman at my side if you leave the duke protested Dramatically,
3: Maria, I must obey my king.
4: To leave me, after all your protestations, you have not the time nor courage to stay and help me in this hour. Carlos laughed bitterly, pointing toward
0: the distant rooms of Warren's.
3: <laughs> what need of me, my dear? You have this marvel of Sir Galahad's, the ghost breaker
0: she dropped her head and answered slowly so that is your excuse he caught eagerly at what he deemed his opportunity he snatched her hand although it was as promptly pulled away
3: i make no excuses my dear maria i need none you know the truth that yankee adventurer stands between you and me he is of common herd you and i of the bluest blood in spain "'Send him away now. To-night, and I will do anything for you. I will postpone my journey to the king at any sacrifice of displeasure. I'll send one of my men into the castle to find your brother.'
4: She turned scornfully toward him, her eyes flashing. "'Yes, you will send one of your men, but you are not brave enough to go there yourself. Yet you ask me to send away this man.' "'Who of all of you is the only one willing to sacrifice his life for me?' Carlos snapped his
0: tapering fingers angrily as he clutched his sword-cane. His swarthy face was chalky under the stress of the emotion, as he replied savagely.
3: "'If he stays, I go.'
4: "'Very well. Then, Carlos, you force me to make a choice. I choose a real man.' Carlos caught her by the arm.
3: You are too interested in this worthless pretender, Maria. I love you myself, and with the keenness of love I have watched you follow him with your eyes, have seen the growing warmth in your voice. All through those days on the ocean aboard the Mauritania, I warn you, royal princesses must aim higher than the common herd.
4: Go, Carlos Hernando it is i who am the superior i the one to abjure jarvis was sauntering down the steps and he was greeted by a
0: confused look in the girl's eyes carlos took his hat and coat from the table maliciously he hoped that the american had been eavesdropping for thus he might be encouraged to presumption and the duke was certain that of all women in the world the least susceptible to presumption was his haughty kinswoman
3: well maria you are sending him to his death and as for you mr ghostbreaker i wish you success when you beard the spectre in his den
0: with mock dignity at first jarvis's voice grew more menacing as he completed the words of retort
2: thanks your gracious excellency i'll do my best to tie can to the spectre's tail "'and the can will be loaded with fireworks.'
0: "'As
4: he left, Warren turned with a cheery grin to face Maria. "'We must start at once, Mr. Warren,' she urged. "'For any moment may be my brother's
2: last.' "'Courage. If your brother is there, I'll find him. "'You must be patient and remain here where you are safe. "'Try to rest up from that blood-curdling trip from Paris.'
4: "'But, Mr. Warren—' I cannot rest or even sit still until i know what has become of him i shall go mad if i am left alone the womanly tears began to stream down her face they
0: melted a hitherto calm portion of warren jarvis's heart
2: now my dear child
0: and he paused timidly as though to learn whether or not the familiarity had offended her instead she looked up through the long wet lashes with anything but an angry
2: glance. My dear child, I must insist on one condition. What's that? Let me go ahead and look over the ground. I will signal when it is safe to follow. I have reasons of my own for wanting to get there without losing a minute. Otherwise I would wait until tomorrow to look it over by daylight and lay my own trap. But I will surely let you know if I have found him.
4: "'How can you signal, Mr. Warren, Jarvis? "'We have no telephones in Seguro.' Jarvis walked over toward the old paneled window.
2: "'With a light. "'See over there? "'There is the castle. "'You can, of course, see it through the window. "'I was asking all sorts of questions of old Pedro "'when he was in my room. "'He knows every foot of that land, "'even if he has been afraid to go near it "'for fifteen years or so.'
4: "'Well, what will you do?'
2: Just as Paul Revere's friend did in the early days in my country, I'll put a light somewhere in one of those towers, and you can see it from this room or through one of the windows upstairs here. It will shine in an hour at the most. You won't have long to wait.
0: But if it does not shine? And she paled at the thought.
2: I'll be too busy swapping lead for brimstone with Mr. Spook to stop and hang a lantern.
0: End of chapter 14